Hi, beautiful, and welcome to The Blossoming Badass, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Bond Marburger. I'm your typical 20-something-year-old girl whose life has been far from easy, but one of the things I've learned along the way is that I'm truly passionate about helping others discover self-love, especially through my own past experiences. I believe that everything we go through is just a chance to grow and to blossom into the best version of ourselves. My goal is to create a safe space for everyone to feel accepted. I hope to in some way be able to inspire each and every one of you to feel more confident and to embrace your own journey of finding your true self. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride because no topic is off limits and I'm getting raw, real, and honest. If you've made it this far, thank you. Without you, my dream wouldn't be a reality and I hope that we can become internet BFFs along the way. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, The Blossoming Badass. Holy crap, I am not even going to lie. Being able to say that out loud is super overwhelming, but also so exciting at the same time. I have, you know, dreamt of doing something like this for years, um, but to actually be bringing it to fruition is so exciting, and I'm just ready to get started on this journey with you all. Um, for the first episode, I really just wanted to be able to take some time and introduce myself to you all, um, you know, explain what my vision is for the podcast and, you know, where I see this going. Um, and then I also want to kind of just give you like a brief overview of the journey that I've been on, like what my life has been like, and, you know, what's brought me here to this moment. So let's get right into it. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, my name is Bond. I am 26 years old and I live in central Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of you are wondering like what I do for work because some people do podcasts for a living. That's obviously not me. Um, I do a little bit of everything. So full time, I work in supply chain and logistics. It's an incredible work opportunity um, and like just career opportunity in general. It comes with amazing benefits, amazing, you know, pay increases. It comes with a lot of things that people would die to have. Um, But for me, it is just not fulfilling. It does not bring me a sense of fulfillment that I knew that I would need. Um, And ultimately, that's what brought me into my second job, um, which is being a content creator and mentor on Instagram. Um, I know when you say that a lot of people are like, what the hell does that mean? Like, what do you do? Um, Are you just an influencer? Like, what does influencing even mean? Um, And for me, I think it looks like being paired with a luxury vegan hair, skin and wellness company, and then also building my own personal brand and identity off of that. Um, You know, no one that works with my company is the company. We are our own people. And so for me, I represent self-love, I represent body positivity, I I represent mental health awareness, um, and things that I'm passionate about, the things that, you know, relate to my life, Um, but I do also work with this amazing company that values me as an individual, that values their customers, my VIP clients, and that, you know, pours their all into creating the best quality products out there, so... Um, it is something that I've been doing for the past like year and a half, almost two years in January, um, and something that I wish I would have started sooner. I love it. It's my baby. It's what I'm passionate about. And you know, what brings me that 
fullness. So, you know, in a nutshell, those are my two full-time jobs. Um, but I also do serve two nights a week um, at a local restaurant to get me out of the house and, you know, around people. Um, both of my jobs are predominantly from home, which is to die for. It obviously comes with freedom and responsibility and, you know, um, is something I feel like everyone would love to do. Um, but I, you know, thrive off of human interaction. I'm someone that needs people. I need like community. I love being out of the house and moving around. So serving two nights a week is a good balance for me of, you know, focusing on the things that I'm passionate about, but still like filling my cup with like people and with interaction and community. So all in all, that's what I do for work. I know it is completely all over the place. And a lot of people are like, I don't know how you balance it all. But, uh, you know, it's been a work in progress. I still feel like I'm finding a balance and, you know, pivoting to find what works for me. Um, but it works for now. And I am just super grateful to be able to, you know, do it all. Um, to kind of give you more background on who I am, though, outside of work and outside of, you know, this podcast specifically. Um, I am mixed race. I was adopted and both of my parents are white, um, which as I'm sure many of you are thinking like that obviously had its own challenges. Um, and it definitely did, especially considering that we grew up in a predominantly white community. Um, so up until high school, I really didn't ever have any like diversity around me. I was really kind of like categorized as like the only black kid in school. Um, but I think that that really molded who I am as a person and the way that I view myself. I definitely will say that I identify more with white than I do, um, you know, with anything else. But um, I think that as I've gotten older and as I've, you know, become more open-minded and things, um, I am able to... Um, I am able to categorize, I guess, myself as mixed race and not just identify only as white. So, um, you know, it's been a work in progress. It's definitely something I want to talk about in a later episode. Um, but, you know, growing up in school, it was definitely hard. I had, you know, experienced bullying and things like that. Um, and it definitely kind of made me a little hard around the edges. Um, but then for college, I realized it was time to get out on my own and to experience, you know, what the world had to offer outside of like this little small town. Um, so I left Pennsylvania and went to college in Delaware. I my, uh, minored in sociology and majored in law and justice, which is obviously, again, completely different than where I'm at now. Um, I 100% had the full college experience. I was in a sorority. I had a huge group of friends. Um, and I wouldn't have changed, you know, my experience for the world because I truly think like I needed every single experience that I had to be the person I am today. Um, I, like I said, I had a huge group of friends and they really carried me through college um, I will 100% say that they were some of the most supportive and like loving and empowering people that I could have met um, or could have wanted in my life. I had like a handful of sisters that truly became like my real sisters. Um, and 
I was just like constantly supported. Um, but at the same time, my college experience was definitely hard and bumpy and, and full of like trauma and also just like a lot of family issues. Um, during those years, I, you know, was the kid that spent some holidays with my teacher, spent some holidays with my roommates. And, um, you know, I unfortunately did become a sexual assault survivor my freshman year of college. And, you know, honestly, just to be able to sit here and say the word survivor instead of victim, um, to me is like, almost speechless because it took me a long time to be able to say that it took me a long time to not think negatively about myself or about like the way I could have been better or what I could have done or like not be like blaming myself or other people um and so you know, it really shaped me into who I was. Um, but you know, during those years, I definitely struggled with mental health, I struggled with, you know, needing to be in like, honestly, some serious therapy. Um, and, you know, probably be put on medicine. Uh, but I rejected all of that at the time, I didn't want to be like the weird kid, I, I did go see like the school counselor, and um, she was great. But I think that ultimately I did need a little bit more than what I was getting. Um, And so, you know, it it definitely was hard. Um, Post-college, I decided to move back home. I feel like my heart was telling me to stay in Delaware, but my mind was tired and it wanted a break. It knew that I needed some therapy and knew that it was time to like really get my shit together. Um, and you know, the easy option felt like that was moving back home. Um, I had a friend from high school who was pretty much a long-term friend at that time, um, who was willing to become my roommate. And so I was like, you know what, I have a place to live at home. I have a roommate. Um, you know, let's just, let's just move back home. So that's what I did. Um, around the time I moved back home or shortly after I ended up meeting someone we met on a uh, good old Tinder and we dated for three years. Um, and honestly, the relationship, it started off, you know, with love and with optimism, but it soon went away. Um, and it just was honestly not healthy. It, it was toxic it it was bumpy it was rough there was like no communication we were on different pages um you know we had been raised differently we wanted different things and as much as i wanted to like help and make him like the person that i thought he could be or or knew he could be um you know it it was too much and it it really caused me to lose myself along the way but uh you know i I'm someone who goes into something and gives it their all. And so I gave it my all until I couldn't anymore, pretty much. And the last year of our relationship, we ended up uh, getting engaged. My friends obviously had concerns, obviously had, you know, tried to kind of put their foot down or guide me to a different choice rather than saying, yeah, I'll get engaged to you. Um, but I didn't want to hear it. I, you know, it was easy to use my friends as a scapegoat and say that they were being rude or cruel or harsh. And, 
you know, realistically now, because I've grown a lot since then, I can say it wasn't any of that. It was me not wanting to hear the feelings that I wasn't ready to, to say. And so, uh, you know, my engagement, uh, shortly after I, I ended up, you know, not being as close with one of my best friends, we, you know, didn't talk for the past few years and it sucked. I mean, you know, I was hurt at first, but then once I realized like, dude, this is not a her issue. This is a you issue. Um, you know, I just felt like I ruined something that was so valuable to me for someone who did not have any value for me at all. Um, so I ended up breaking off my engagement about six months after we got engaged. And, you know, I wish I could say one day I just woke up and had this epiphany. Um, but it was definitely not like that. Um, at the start of the new year that year, I, uh, started working with Monate, which is my online company on Instagram. And I feel like it was the first time I got a reality check because I had said for years, like, I'm on a self-love journey. I'm going to love my body. I'm going to fall in love with who I am. I'm going to fix myself. I'm, I'm working on mental health. I'm going to therapy. But realistically, besides going to therapy, I wasn't doing anything. I like would journal here and there and then completely fall off with it. I like honestly didn't even know where to begin or what like how or what like finding self-love was like I just didn't even have the slightest clue and so when I started working with Monet I realized that my business has so much to do with personal development like I can't help other people if I'm not who I'm supposed to be and not the best version of myself so um when I first started I like immersed my whole being in personal development. I was listening to podcasts. I was, you know, going to therapy. I was journaling. I was reading self-help books. I was, you know, reaching out to people who, um, you know, had done this for a lot longer. I was working on my mindset. I was, you know, just doing the whole damn thing. And finally, I did realize, like, I've been doing a lot of work on myself here. Um, it took me about three months until I realized, like, while I've been working on myself, my partner's not doing any work. Uh, it's almost like I'm growing and he's stagnant. Uh, we're going in two completely different paths here and probably had been since like we first started dating. Um, and I, you know, was able to get really honest and like be self-aware and was like, Bond, you shouldn't have gotten engaged. Like this was a trial period. You went into this for the wrong reason. You wanted love so bad. You were able to accept it from someone that was literally giving you like 2%. So I broke off my engagement. And then shortly after that, I ended up starting to date one of my best friends. And She's a girl, so that meant I needed to come out as not straight. Um, I still, like, don't necessarily, like, categorize myself in, as one thing or another. Um, I feel like people expect me to say I'm a lesbian because I'm dating a girl, but at the same time, I, like, still find guys attractive, so then I'm like, am I really bisexual? Um, and that's a whole other fucking episode um, for a later time, but in coming out as not straight and in dating one of my best friends I 
realized that I was setting myself free. I did not break up with my fiance for her, even though I feel like a lot of people think that um, because the timeline was close together. Um, and I'll kind of explain like how, you know, we phased into um, a relationship from a friendship later. My fiance knew it was happening though. And, uh, you know, it wasn't anything shady or wrong, but um, I think what really set me free was realizing that the things I was in need of and the things that I wanted weren't impossible, weren't unrealistic and could be gotten elsewhere. I had started seeing a new therapist, the one I'm seeing now. I went through about two or three before I found uh, Gabby, who's like my, I feel like my perfect match with therapy. Um, she gets me. She like is super understanding and super realistic, but at the same time, she can check me and hold me accountable. And we have like our own like relationship and we know what works for us. Um, and Gabby summarized it like the best way possible. Um, I broke off my engagement because I realized that the bird in hand was not better than the bird that I didn't have. Um, a lot of people like will cling to like the two birds in hand versus like the bird that they can't see. Um, and that's what I did for a long time. I clung to my fiance. I clung to my relationship because that's what I had. That's what I felt like I was supposed to fix. That's what I felt like I was supposed to work on. And I didn't know what else was out there. I had never really been in a lot of relationships. And so I clung to what I felt I knew and what I felt like I was supposed to be doing instead of giving myself the chance to find the bird that was still out there to chase the unknown um, and, you know, go outside of my comfort zone. I, you know, when I first came out, I always said like, oh, my girlfriend was the only girl that I ever had like sexual or like non-friend feelings for. But I feel like realistically, um, there were like other little signs along the way. She was just kind of the main person that propelled me forward. Um, I will say like, I was not the weirdo that was secretly in the closet liking all my friends. I truly didn't like any of my friends like that except for my girlfriend. Um, and, you know, I think that when I realized the emotional needs could be met elsewhere and that, like, I could be valued and I didn't have to do everything for someone and not get anything in return. That's when I was able to set myself free and really hold myself accountable. So as you can tell, my life has been far from easy. As I said in my trailer, it's been bumpy. It's been rough. Um, and you know, like I said, this project has been a long time coming because I knew that throughout all these experiences that I've gone through, I wanted to share them with everyone. I have a strong belief that the things that I've gone through will help me help other people know that they're not alone. Um, despite having an incredible support system through everything I've gone through, I feel that your friends can only support you, can only resonate with what you're going through so much if they haven't actually gone through it. And again, I wouldn't wish the things I'd gone through on just about anyone or like literally not my worst enemy. But at the same time, 
it did leave me with a sense of like loneliness or feeling like people didn't understand me or like I was constantly asking myself, why me? Like, why was this shit happening to me? Why did I attract these like horrible things to myself? Like, what was my energy saying? Like, why did shitty things gravitate towards me or shitty people? And, you know, um, throughout my business, throughout growing these last few years without really, you know, committing myself to therapy, finding the therapist that works for me, Um, I just knew that I was not the only one that felt this way. Um, I knew that there were people out there going through similar things, but it was really hard to find people. Like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have experienced things like sexual assault or bad childhoods or like parents cheating or, uh, you know, you name it. But you don't, people don't just present those things outwardly. Like, People put the best face forward. And so in turn, it leaves people feeling alone or like they're not being understood. And that's what I want to stop doing. Like my vision for this is to talk about the hard things, to put myself out there, to continue to step out of my comfort zone and to do it because I know that by me doing that, I'm going to be able to help the next person feel like, wow, I like, I'm not the only one going through this and this person understands me. So over the past few years, um, you know, I've definitely been propelled forward into the moment that I'm in now, finally sitting down and recording this. Um, but if you know, you know that the original vision was actually not to create a podcast. I felt like a blog was the way to go for years. Um, I actually, I've created several websites. I've started with different names. Um, But then I had, you know, the epiphany that bun times have fucking changed and people do not want to read a long ass blog post. Like no one has time for it. Um, And then, you know, as I realized that I realized I love watching YouTube vloggers. um, But at the same time, the thing I'm trying to do in the community I'm trying to create is not one that can be done through video. It's not Like, I'm not just trying to take you around, like, my day-to-day life grocery shopping and, you know, hanging out with friends. Like, I want to get down to the nitty and gritty. Um, And what finally solidified it for me was a business partner um, of mine from a different uh, team started a podcast about a year ago. Her podcast is called For the Girls. And she has motivated the crap out of me. I've gotten so much from her podcast and she's pretty much doing what I had wanted to do, which is sharing her truths and sharing her beliefs. And so um, I realized like I was ready to start a podcast. I was ready to stop just dreaming and to do it. Um, So When I say I have a vision, this is what my vision is. I want to be unedited. I want to be as unscripted as possible. I obviously know I need to like have notes to keep me on track. Um, But I want to be genuine and authentic to myself for you all. Um, I want it to feel like I'm sitting down and I'm shooting the shit with my best friends. And I want to build a community. Like going off of the thought of like best friends. um, I want to be internet best friends with you all. 
I want to be able to sit down and give you guys advice, talk about topics that are not just on my heart, but are also on yours. I want to do Q and A's. I want to get to know who my listeners are and what they need, what they resonate with. Have they gone through similar things? So what I've done is I've also started a Instagram page for my podcast. It's called the blossoming badass on Instagram, but I'll put the handle down below in the description. And I want everyone that listens to me to ideally follow me over there. That's where I'll be being able to interact with you all because obviously there's only so much interaction I can do on a podcast. Um, But I want to then take the interactions that I'm having there and translate it into episodes for you all. So um, I really do hope that, you know, you all are along for the ride and you're open-minded and you're willing to, you know just go through this journey with me. I want us to all grow together. I think growth is something we will continue to do over the rest of our lives. I don't think you ever just like become this like self-love pro. Um, I think, you know, self-love changes and happens over the course of your entire lifetime. Um, but, you know, I think that the the name Blossoming Badass truly emulates what this is and what I am. The word blossoming to me means growth. It means the constant growth of something. It means evolving and transforming. And that is definitely what I have done over the years and what I plan to continue to do. Um, The word badass, I feel like has a negative connotation. And we think like, oh, that bad kid that like screams in the store, like that person that rebels. But to me, what the word badass means is becoming your own like strength and your own rock. Um, becoming a badass to me means finding my voice, being able to speak my truths and genuinely not care what others are going to think. Um, that is still very much a work in progress for me. Um, I'm a people pleaser by like nature, but I am becoming my own blossoming badass. I am, you know, becoming a person that can speak up for the things that I believe in. I'm becoming a person that can advocate for other people and become an ally. I am, you know, becoming that badass who can inspire other people to do the things that they otherwise wouldn't have done or to give people the opportunity to do things like starting their own online business or, you know, setting themselves free from toxic relationships and friendships and, you know, you name it. So I couldn't thank um, my friend who I went to school with more for giving me the name Blossoming Badass. Um, We are not as close as we used to be, but she gave me this name years ago and it's always kind of stuck with me. Um, I feel like it truly is what I'm supposed to be calling myself and what this podcast is. Um, And I hope that I can inspire each and every one of you to become your own Blossoming Badass, whatever that word badass means for you. So um, I plan to post every Monday a new episode and Um, I, you know, plan to keep it, like I said, as unedited as possible. I have looked into possibly hiring someone to help me with episodes because like I said, I'm definitely not a podcast professional. Um, and I do have a lot of different things going on, but even if I was to do that, 
I still don't want it to be edited. I, um, you can definitely keep your eye out for a new episode every week at minimum on Mondays. Um, but I hope to be able to put out, you know, some extras along the way as well. Um, and I will also, like I said, put down the Instagram handle for the podcast page um, in the description. And then I'll also put my personal page um, down. So, you know, if you'd like, you can follow me there. <laughs>